Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work. You can find out more and give them a call by visiting the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine, Be in the Know and Stay Up to Date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including William Yateman, Research Fellow at the Cato Institute. We'll also visit with Michael Cannon, who's the Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture, is big deal. <clears throat> Back in the day in the space program, he writes a column for Newsmax called On Point. We'll visit about his latest column as well as his latest book, Beyond Flagpoles and Footprints, Pioneering the Space Frontier. It is April the 8th, and on, the, day, on this day in 1974, Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, uh, the Atlanta Braves hit his 715th career home run, breaking Babe Ruth's legendary record of 714 homers. A crowd of 53,775 folks, the largest in the history of Atlanta Fulton, Fulton County Stadium, was uh, with, with Aaron the night he ch- to cheer him on. And he hit his fourth inning pitch off of Los Angeles pitcher Al Downing. However, as Afri- Aaron was an African-American who had received death threats and racist hate mail during his pursuit of one of baseball's most distinguished records, the achievement was bittersweet, to say the least. Henry Lewis Aaron Jr., born in Mobile, Alabama on February the 5th, 1934, made his Major League debut in 1954 with the Milwaukee Braves just seven years after Jackie Robinson broke baseball's color barrier and became the first African-American to play in the majors. Aaron, known as a hardworking and quiet, was the last Negro League player to also compete in the major leagues. In 1957, with characteristically little fanfare, Aaron was primarily played right field, was named the National League's most valuable player as the Milwaukee Braves won the pennant. A few weeks later, his three home runs in the World Series helped the team triumph over the heavily favored New York Yankees. Although Hammer and Hank specialized in home runs, he was also an extremely dependable batter, and by the end of his career, he'd held a career record for the most runs batted in, 2,297. Aaron spent his 23-year big league career with two organizations. He was with the Braves from 54 to 74, first Milwaukee and then Atlanta, and with the franchise moved to 66, closed it out with two seasons back in Milwaukee for the Brewers. Hank Aaron uh, hung up his cliques in 76 with uh, 755 home runs, a record that stood until 2005 when uh, Broken by controversial slugger Barry Bonds, who admitted to using steroids in 2011. Aaron's achievements didn't end when his career did, though. He went on to become one of baseball's first African-American executives with the Atlanta Braves and a leading spokesperson for minority hiring. Henry Aaron was uh, induced in, inducted into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in 82. He died this year, or last year, January the 22nd, 2021, at the age of 86. My understanding is he just received a flu shot, or I should say a vaccine for coronavirus uh, uh, shortly before he died. Whether that was connected, I don't know, but it makes me concerned. Great, great man, Henry Aaron. And speaking of sports, the uh, 86 Masters started yesterday, and the intrigue couldn't be higher with the return of Tiger Woods, a five-time winner at Augusta National Golf Club who nearly saw his career end with a car crash back in February of 2021. And full attendance for the first time since the COVID of, 2000, of uh, COVID-19. Woods, uh, second only to Jack Nicklaus in Masters victories, is playing in his 23rd Masters. He said during Tuesday's practice round that he believes he can win. He came within inches of making a hole-in-one on Thursday and signed for a one-under 71 with three birdies and two bogeys. Can you imagine that? He's only four shots back uh, from the lead. I I was really wondering if he'd actually make the cut, but he's doing very, very well. 
big question was whether he could carry his bag for the entire 18 hole. He's got three days to, to go, so we'll see how this wears on him physically as well as mentally, emotionally, and in terms of his golf skills. Great to see him back. I'm sure a lot of advertisers wished they'd gotten in on uh, the Masters with uh, Tiger Woods playing. He's that popular. Fully vaccinated and boosted, Nancy Pelosi tested positive for COVID-19 on Thursday. She was with Joe Biden and Democrats on Wednesday signing the Postal Reform Bill. Pelosi's chief of staff, Drew Hamill, announced on Thursday that she tested positive for COVID-19 and is currently asymptomatic. Now, she kissed the hand of Barack Obama and gave him a big hug. I wonder if that's going to splash on uh, several people, by the way, uh, ended up with COVID uh, uh, as a result of it. I don't know if that was a super spreader or not, but uh, many politicians besides Nancy Pelosi ended up getting COVID. Well, the U.S. Senate on Thursday confirmed uh, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson to be the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. Uh, Jackson was uh, President Joe Biden's pick to secede Associate uh, Justice Stephen Breyer, who announced his retirement earlier this year. After contentious confirmation hearings in the Judicial Committee, Jackson's nomination hit a tie that was split along party lines before the nomination went to the full Senate. The Senate nearly split evenly between Democrats and Republicans, but easily voted her nomination through as all 48 Democrats voted to confirm her along with two independents and three Republicans also voted to confirm uh, Jackson uh, Brown. The final count was 53 to 47. Republicans uh, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and uh, Lisa Murkowski all voted with the Democrats. Ahead of the final confirmation votes, uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said it is a joyous, momentous, groundbreaking day and called Jackson a remarkable jurist. In the 233-year history of the Supreme Court, never, never has a black woman held the title of justice. Katanji Brown-Jackson will be the first, and I believe the first of more to come, Schumer added. Just can't help themselves with their identity politics. Wouldn't have been nice to for him to say she was the best candidate in the United States. We select the very best, and uh, it will be, she will be a great jurist. Now, he already referred to her gender as well as <clears throat> her race. Unfortunate. Democrat Senator Kirsten Sinema dealt a fatal blow to Joe Biden's Build Back Broke agenda. Biden has been trying to revive his Marxist Build Back Better bill after Democrat Senator Joe Manchin dug in his heels and announced he will not support the measure. Sinema was now telling donors that she agrees with Manchin and will not support Build Back Better or Build Back Broke, although Manchin said he's willing to go with some sort of revised and scaled down bill. Senator has told donors a path to revive to revival is unlikely. That dampened expectations for Congress that'll act on a slim-down bill before Memorial Day. It also means any revived Build Back Better legislation faces an arduous route back to the center of the Senate agenda. Uh, Senator in January nuked the Democrats' so-called voting rights bill two days after Biden called on the Senate to kill the filibuster. She delivered a fiery speech from the Senate floor and reiterated her support for the filibuster rule. There's no need for me to restate my long-standing support of the 60-vote threshold to pass legislation. There's no need for me to restate its role in protecting our country from wild reversals of federal policy, she said. This week's harried discussions about Senate rules are but a poor substitute for what I believe could have been a, and should have been a thoughtful public debate at any time over the past year. I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country, she said. That was quite eloquent and uh, great uh, comments from Kirsten Sinema, although her stances on a couple of other things are quite concerning. We certainly appreciate her support for the filibuster and uh, fighting the uh, Build Back Better bill. According to documents obtained by CBS News, more than 150 financial transactions involving Hunter Biden and Joe, Biden, uh, brother, Joe Biden's brother James were flagged by U.S. banks as quote-unquote concerning. The bank records obtained by ranking member on the Senate Judiciary Committee Chuck Grassley revealed James Biden's company, the Lion Hall Group, received huge wire transfers from the Chinese consulting firm in 2018. 
Grassley produced records last Tuesday showing Hunter Biden was paid $100,000 a month and James Biden about $65,000 a month from companies linked to the communist Chinese government, and Hunter would be paid a one-time retainer fee of $500,000. Wow. In September report with uh, Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, Grassley alleged Hunter Biden, James and James' wife Sarah tapped into the line of credit uh, Hunter set up with a Chinese business executive to purchase more than $100,000 in airline tickets, hotels, and restaurants. Also, we learned that uh, more than 150 financial transactions involving either Hunter or James Biden's global business affairs were flagged as concerning by the banks for further review. Some, now, some of those concerns could included large wire transfers, such as banking reviews, could uh, cause such a, a deeper problem, although they may be legitimate too. I suspect they're not. But it doesn't necessarily mean <clears throat> it's evidence of uh, fraud. There's certainly uh, plenty of evidence of that. And by the way, it just reminds us that, of course, Hunter Biden is under investigation by uh, the uh, state of Delaware for his uh, tax fraud. James Biden's name surfaced last year in connection to a separate international business venture, which he abandoned after a White House ethics review flagged it for potentially involving conflicts of interest. Family members of the Biden uh, of the president are required to notify the White House Counsel Office of Business Engagements, which, when they are re- reviewed for conflicts of interest in the appearance of conflicts, the office then advises the family members on its findings, and they make decisions about how to proceed. James Biden, the 72, has reportedly been involved with a number of finance and business ventures, including insurance and political consulting jobs, even an interest in a nightclub. So this is all coming together at this time right now, two uh, members of Congress, of course, but uh, we'll see where this all ends up. We also, John Durham, and his investigation has Hunter Biden in his sights as well. Well, a blockbuster review of Maricopa County's mismanaged 2020 election by uh, Arizona Attorney General is raising questions about the final vote in the state Former President Donald Trump was expected to win, but lost to Joe Biden by 10,457 votes. We've reached the conclusion that the 2020 election in Maricopa County revealed serious vulnerabilities that must be addressed and raises questions about the 2020 election in Arizona, said the interim report issued by today by uh, Attorney General Mark Burnovich. The 12-page report reviewed by Secrets did not condemn the county's handling of the election election outright, but raised enough questions about voter identification, ballot handling, and counting to prompt Brnovich to call for a vast tightening of the rules. This should lead to investigation and even a decertification of uh, some of these votes. I wonder if it will ever reach to that point because it's such a politically charged issue. But nevertheless, more and more evidence is being unveiled of fraud and uh, mishandling of the election in 2020. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, going to visit with William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. Right now we have with us William Yateman, a research fellow at the Cato Institute. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure. William, tell us about the Cato Institute. You bet. We're a think tank here in Washington, D.C., and we're dedicated to advancing the ideals of freedom at every level of government. Cato.org is the website. C-A-T-O.org. I hope you'll check it out. So, William, just talking about what's happening on Capitol Hill, the first big news, of course, is the uh, confirmation of uh, uh, Katanji uh, Jackson-Brown as uh, just Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. What are your thoughts? Well, indeed, that is the big news this week here in D.C. um, As your listeners are probably aware, she, uh, with a 53-47 vote in the Senate, um, yesterday afternoon she passed, and senators, uh, it was a bipartisan vote, uh, Republican senators uh, uh, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and, uh, uh, oh, oh, golly. uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. (laughs) His name eluded me. Um, uh, the, you know, the usual suspect um, uh, voted for largely on institutional grounds. I mean, this is something I'm sympathetic to. They, um, they you know, in this context, I think it's appropriate to defer to the, pro- uh, the presidents and uh, the long for a less divisive process. Um, uh, I'll note here as well, um, you know, she doesn't change at all the ideological balance of the court. She's replacing a Clinton nominee, Justice Breyer. Mm. Um, and she does bring, uh, in my opinion, a welcome um, professional di- diversity to the court. And, and that is to say she's the first uh, justice to ever have experience as a public defender, um, which I do think is a feather in her cap. Um, as for what comes next, um, well, for Justice Brown Jackson, uh, it's actually a period of limbo. Um, this is an unprecedented uh, result in that we've got a confirmed justice uh, months before the person she is taking over for is supposed to leave the bench. So she's in a bit of limbo, uh, you know, at least until the Supreme Court term ends. Hmm. Um, as for Democrats, they plan on a, an ad blitz, a big media push that focuses on the Republicans' rudeness during these hearings. And, and I think this is uh, somewhat risible, just given how, honestly, how tame these hearings were um, compared to the modern norm and certainly compared to what Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, had to endure. So we'll see how far that, that ad campaign gets them in terms of, of political currency. Um, I also think Americans are generally pretty cynical about you know uh, rudeness in politics. So, but that's an aside. Yeah. Um, this may be this may be a, a case of crying wolf, though, don't you think? I mean, <laughs> Democrats have Indeed. played this card so often. I just don't think it's going to wash anymore. Look, crying wolf is the nature of politics, alas, uh, and uh, or can be, you know, of course. And uh, so, one more. What's next? Uh, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell gave a very interesting interview to Axios, in which he said. 
Um, look, if the GOP retakes the Senate in the midterms, which many think is a distinct possibility, he expects President Biden to nominate a more moderate candidate, which, you know, again, I think is very fair given our separation of power. So mm-hmm. that's sort of a, a what occurred and what's next. Yeah. So uh, although it, it kind of raises the question, there's not the specter. Is there perhaps another justice stepping down or dying? I just uh, I don't see anything on the horizon. Do you? Oh, well, you know, I guess it's human affairs are unpredictable. So yeah. I, I don't think anyone would have foreseen, certainly Justice Scalia, um, uh, you know, his untimely passing. So th- these things, you know, I hate to sound morbid, but uh, it, their nature is unexpected. So who knows what the next two and a half years yeah. will hold. Good point. Do you, what, uh, what kind of weight, you know, that uh, she was charged of getting light sentences on pornographers and people who are... Uh, Trafficking in pornography, as child pornography, especially pedophiles. Um, what kind of weight did you put in that? In terms of, did that affect your support for her? It did not. It, and, you know, that was something that was a lot more nuanced. And look, on the one hand, I, I'm not going to blame the senators. I think it was Senator Howley who, who advanced this point mm-hmm. of the, the greatest adamancy. Um, you know, they're, these, these things are political spectacles, and they long have been. So, you know, I'm not necessarily blaming him, but without delving into the details, I'll say this. Andrew McCarthy, who writes on legal affairs for National Review, which I don't think anyone is going to confuse with a, a liberal publication, um, wrote a fantastic article that I, I think, I believe I referenced in last week's call, in which he basically said, uh, uh, there's way more to the story than what the senators are letting on. It's far more nuanced. Um, it is not black and white, cut and dry, and that uh, uh, he had many legitimate qualms. Uh, this is Andrew McCarthy of, of National Review. had many legitimate problems and would oppose Justice Brown Jackson, um, you know, her confirmation, but did not find this line of inquiry to be legitimate. Well, I didn't find her line of response to be legitimate either. It seems to, she could have made a better def- she could have made a better defense for herself, uh, and that was wanting, quite frankly. But uh, irrespective, she's uh, educated and uh, knowledgeable, and uh, well, we'll wish her luck because she's now been confirmed. Before I let you go, any comments on the Durham investigation? Indeed, there was a, so in, there was a court filing this week um, in the case against uh, Clinton campaign operative Michael Sussman. Um, the narrow issue here, they presented evidence that he unequivocally lied to the FBI about his uh, affiliation with the Clinton campaign when he was peddling these um, anti-Trump you know, gossip, in essence, dirt. Um, but uh, the broader news is that th- the scope of information that Durham is, is providing, um, regardless of the narrow nature of, of the allegation at hand, is basically setting forth a vast left-wing conspiracy in 2016, you know, orchestrated by the Clinton campaign against the Trump administration. So it is, you know, I don't want to belabor the point because I know we're running out of time, but, uh, you know, uh, it is eye-opening the extent to which this hoopla, which consumes the nation's political elites and media for a year, seems to have been uh, dirty political tricks engineered by the Clinton folks. You know, and it, if I'm not mistaken, I recall a, a national publication, and I forget which magazine it was, that basically said, hey, yeah, uh, we did. We cheated because we didn't want him to be president again. <laughs> do, I don't Do you recall that? In any event, I... I th- <laughs> It was a Time Magazine article. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the question is, was it criminal? And I suspect that it probably was when you have this kind of collusion and what's going on. Uh, Certainly made things uncomfortable for the president. So I hope that uh, Durham's investigation gets to the bottom of any kind of criminal behavior and, and deals with it severely, quite frankly. Here, here, and I would only hope that it's not just that they go after the Clinton folks, you know, whoever engineered this. I hope they also go after the prosecutors who abused it. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope it's not just the private sector. I hope they also dip into the FBI and DOJ and, and perhaps clean house of, of, of the folks who are willing to leverage this political campaign. Yeah, great point. Again, William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. Check out the website, cato.org, C-A-T-O.org. William, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Michael Cannon. He is the Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples' only vitality and longevity practice where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And Invisible Hand is playing right now through the 16th, and I hope you'll get tickets by going to the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Professor Larry Bell. Right now we have with us Michael Cannon. He is the Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here, Bob. Thank you, Michael. So uh, President Barack Obama visited President uh, Joe Biden at the White House, a big affair. Kind of looks like a super spreader event, quite frankly, with with everybody coming down with COVID afterwards. But irrespective, it kind of brings up the specter of Obamacare and what's going on. Um, Any any, uh, new developments? So President Obama came to the White House to participate uh, in a pep rally for his namesake law. Uh, they celebrated what is what Obamacare has done. They said, this is why we get into politics, is for things like this. But Obamacare, it's a little ironic because Obamacare, they're celebrating a law that has caused premiums to double or triple for people who uh, had insurance on the individual market and that has made it harder for some people to access medical care. The same week that President Obama appeared at the White House for this pep rally, at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue, there was a father named Chris Briggs who was testifying about about how Obamacare has made it harder for his family to get his daughter the cancer care that she needs. Hmm. uh, His daughter, Colette, was diagnosed with leukemia when she was two and a half years old. At the time, they had a pre-Obamacare health insurance plan that he bought directly from an insurance company. It covered whatever providers they wanted. Obamacare threw them out of that plan, huh. jacked up their premiums, caused their premiums to double, and pushed insurance companies to drop coverage for the for the care that his daughter Colette needed for her, her leukemia. Year after year, he had to fight with insurance companies including calling his senator to get his senator to lean on the insurance companies to let him enroll in their plan to uh, cover providers that they had dropped. All of this was happening because Obamacare pushes insurance companies to drop coverage for the providers that very sick patients need. So there was a serious disconnect between that White House pep rally 
and how Obamacare actually acts. Now, my recall is that somehow, someway, this is going to save us $2,500 a year out of pocket because of uh, the reduction in insurance premiums, and it was going to expand our coverage. Is what you just described uh, an exception to the rule, or is it pretty much uh, uh, business as usual with Obamacare? That is the rule. Higher premiums and uh, these incentives to skimp on care for the sick are the rule uh, nationwide with Obamacare. When President Obama said that premiums would be $2,500 lower for families, uh, he was, uh, as they say, whistling Dixie. There was uh, there were no serious economists who thought that that was going to happen, and uh, and it hasn't. I mean the. He based that claim on provisions in Obamacare that were supposed to reduce health care prices, and those have been repealed or gutted. They repealed the Independent Payment Advisory Board. Uh, Congress repealed the Cadillac tax. These were the provisions that were supposed to deliver those savings. And uh, and they have it. Premiums have only gone up as a result of Obamacare. Yeah, so... Um... Are, where do we stand now? What direction are we heading with regard to the uh, socialization or the uh, nationalization of health care? Obamacare st- still seems to be out there. As I understand it, the subsidies for buying Obamacare because of its expense and how it's increased has gone up. And the family making, I've heard, up to $400,000 a year can get a subsidy to buy Obamacare. What, where's this all going? So... Congress is uh, nationalizing more health spending, controlling more of the health spending than it already does because, uh, uh, and as you say, it's doing it because uh, throwing more money at health insurance because Obamacare has not made coverage more affordable. The Affordable Care Act has made coverage so expensive that even its supporters now want to subsidize people who are making 100, 200, 300, 400,000 per year yeah. just to help them afford this very expensive coverage. And another, there's another development this week uh, with Obamacare where the Biden White House has finally gotten the IRS to overcome its reservations about violating the law and offering subsidies to people who are ineligible. There is a weird quirk in Obamacare that says you get subsidies if your employer uh, off, does not offer you as a uh, uh, affordable self-only coverage. Uh, so if your uh, employer does not uh, offer you, so if your employer offers you affordable self-only coverage, you're not eligible for Obamacare subsidies, huh. even if the uh, coverage for your family fails that same affordability test. Wow. President Obama wanted to change that rule so that uh, uh, about uh, 9 million, 10 million families uh, would be able to uh, obtain Obamacare subsidies. The IRS said no, that the law doesn't allow us to do that. The Biden White House leaned on the IRS to uh, change their minds. And so really now the IRS is expanding Obamacare subsidies in an illegal manner, and not for the first time, I might add. Yeah, I'm quite sure. Uh, and this is going to increase healthcare spending $45 billion over 10 years uh, without congressional authorization. And not nine out of $10, or nine out of 10 people who benefit from uh, this expansion are going to be people who already have health insurance. See, so that's doing it to yeah, help that's... people. Of, afford Obamacare's unaffordable coverage. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. So out of curiosity, what percent of people are insured through Obamacare? In other words, uh, with the health insurance and group insurance and all the things that are in place right now. And I know that there are uh, companies that have uh, built programs to uh, circumvent uh, Obamacare requirements. What percentage of the population is insured through Obamacare? Well, it's small. It's only about 12 million people in a country of 330 million. My goodness. And uh, that's if you're talking about the Obamacare exchanges. But there are also tens of millions of people enrolled in Obamacare's Medicaid expansion. And Obamacare touched uh, or, or increased the cost of health insurance for everybody with health insurance in the United States because it imposed so many regulations on uh, the individual market outside of the exchanges, uh, the uh, market for employer-sponsored health insurance. It even increased spending in the Medicare and Medicaid programs. 
Yeah. So this really was a massive expansion of government. And, and it also increased the mandates required in, in health insurance, did it not? Yes, that's one of the ways that, uh, that principal ways that Obamacare affected employer-sponsored insurance. For example, if you've got coverage through an employer right now, that employer coverage has to offer 100% coverage for all preventative services, including all FDA-approved forms of mm. which uh, not only increases the cost of health insurance, but also uh, violates the principles of a lot of people who find of course. many forms of birth control morally objective, uh, objectionable. Of course. And, and so uh, there's, there's both insult and injury uh, when it comes when to, it comes to uh, that. those mandates. Absolutely. Michael Cannon, again, uh, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. This was such an interesting conversation. Hopefully we can get at least begin to extract ourselves from uh, public funding of health care. Michael, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime, Bob. Take care. You have a great week. Thank you, Michael. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden, my wife, and also extremely knowledgeable what's happening around the world. We'll do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Professor Larry Bell. Right now we have with us Linda Harden. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. This is us. my third time this week. Yeah, I think it is. Great to have you back on the show. Wow. You know, I'm beginning to connect the dots, and I'm beginning to wonder, with everything I'm seeing, uh, uh, the discussion, Fauci's showing up and saying that we're probably going to have to start wearing masks again. We're hearing that there's a new variant of the uh, virus. We're seeing uh, now the uh, court has uh, approved the requirement for vaccines uh, mandate uh, for uh, government employees, it's beginning to look like we're going into another season where uh, the Democrats are setting the pins to cheat on the election. Why? Because they're all getting all getting COVID. Isn't that interesting? 
uh, vaccinated four times and a booster? Yeah, they went to to a super spreader at the White House. You know, you know what's so what's so bizarre about this whole thing is that they they want to ramp up the coronavirus again. Keep in mind that they that they don't bring up ever. This was only at the very beginning, but this this coronavirus is less dangerous than the regular flu. Right. I mean, they, they forget to, they forget to, to well, say that. Good old Nancy's uh, asymptomatic, she, they claim. And uh, so the people that, we're not seeing people drop over dead by going to the super spreader event at the White House. And so, I mean, and again, what a, what's going on at Pfizer? Apparently they've approved now this new vaccine, if I'm not mistaken, for children. And uh, they haven't reported, reported on the deaths that have occurred by like heart disease and myocarditis and so forth well uh, they're they're uh, uh just so you know the the media is is running around with their hair on fire because they've got so much to, that they're covering up they don't know which way to look now they're trying to cover up for pfizer they're trying to cover up for um uh, hunter for hunter they're trying to cover up all this stuff that this whole ukrainian uh war is a distraction because of of the horrible job Biden's doing. Let, let's just be perfectly clear. Yeah. Um, these people don't care how many people they kill or where they kill them. They are trying to ruin our country. Yeah. And, and as much as they try to push the, um, the Ukrainian war and Nancy Pelosi getting COVID, there are going to be at least 18,000 people a day coming across our southern border mm. and that's no big deal to these people um america if you haven't awakened yet you need to do it because they are trying to ruin this country and oh by the way let's just not forget that with all these cartel people and everybody coming over the southern border they are bringing all these drugs and all these criminals that are infiltrating the united states of america don't forget that our one of our friends had emailed me panic-stricken because a busload of migrants had been dropped off on Immokalee in 41. And Collier County Sheriff's knew about it, they were aware of it, but that's a little too close to home for me. Well, it's close to home for everybody. And I I like the idea that uh, DeSantis says, well, we're going to get those people on a bus and ship them on up to Delaware. And Abbott from Texas has said, hey, we're going to ship those folks up to uh, Washington, D.C., to the nation's capital. Well, and I get get a big kick out of... um, Jen Psaki, who's the press secretary, whose nose should be grown so fo- long now that it should go, it should go all around the planet. Yeah, and she says, "Well, you can't make those people get on a bus, really. Where do they, where else are they going? You've got them on a bus. You put them on a bus. Yeah, you bust them into. They just showed them." unloading these people on a on a um, bus station yeah so my my antenna is up right now because I'm, I'm concerned we always know it's kind of like lucy in the football she's going to pull that football out from under charlie brown when he goes up to kick it happens every season and uh, makes me wonder what is the issue this year where the uh, democrats are going to try and pull the football out again from the republicans as we go into the mainstream go into the election in 2022 well like i said to you off air and i'll say it in a more diplomatic way mm. they're going to have a tough time because so many people have been awakened to their corrupt uh behavior yeah. that they're not although I, I had to laugh at when we were watching tucker carlson last night because he was highlighting this nbc guy who was asking jen Psaki a question and he highlighted him by saying oh he's wearing his obedience mask yeah i mean as many people has have been awakened to this there are still still so many people out there that just believe this crap well the, the thing is you just listen to people and what they say and it's pretty evident to me what news outlets they're listening to and watching as a result of their opinions. Because, uh, you know, you can tell when somebody's been watching CNN or, or CNN or, or CNBC, one of those other networks. MSNBC. MSNBC. So uh, p- people need to be careful about, uh, you know, you just can't, you can't believe everything you read. And I'm not even talking about uh, conservative outlets as well. You need to be careful about what, people, what you believe from, uh, from watch, these outlets. Watch who their advertisers are. That's a great point. Watch who their advertisers and are. And by the way, who's uh, what show is not advertised by Pfizer all the time? Every show on TV is advertised by Pfizer. By, by the way, most most shows um, on uh, NBC at, blow out the things. And, and this show is brought to you by Pfizer. The Oscars were. The Grammys were. All these shows are brought to you by Pfizer. Let me just say, 
it's CIA, Pfizer, all these people are in cahoots. That article I, I sent to you um, last night, I think it was Technofog or whatever, just highlighted again how many, how many, how much the percentage of deaths that has skyrocketed, mm -hmm. and it's noted by insurance companies and funeral directors, and and the media won't talk about it. You know what's going to happen? You know what's what's going to what's going to blow something to smithereens is when it happens to one of these people on the media. If one of their kids dies, if one of their kids overdoses on, on drugs from one of these cartel people, if something happens to one of these media families or, or somebody in, in government, then it's, people are just gonna go, holy crap. By the way, now, now the media is, is covering um, Hunter Biden. Yeah. And God bless Jack Maxey. Now they're trying to demonize him. He had to fly over to Switzerland um, for safety because he was afraid of, of being targeted by the Biden administration. But he's out there putting out all this stuff about Hunter Biden. It's evil. I don't know if you mentioned this on your show, but 150 banks flagged mm -hmm. the, the, the monies coming into uh, Hunter Biden and his uncle, Joe Biden's brother, Jim. Um, the Chinese, communist Chinese government sent 17, wired $17 million to Jim Biden. Huh. How is that okay? Yeah. It's I mean, not a, talk it's about raising your antenna and every red flag you can possibly get your hands on. You know. What, what's, what amazes me is how long it takes for uh, a response to this information. I'll just give you an example. John uh, Durham right now is doing the investigation and uh, to uh, the corruption going into the 2016 election. And, you know, it's how long has this taken? It's taken years to, for, for this to, to materialize. So stuff happens, but it, there's no response for a long, long time. That, you know what? All of, our, all of our, our justice system, everything is corrupt. Everything is corrupt. And we were at this lunch yesterday um, with, with some friends of ours. And, and they were saying, well, um, you know, who, who do you want to run for 2024? I said, we need to worry about what's happening tomorrow. right. And I said, how many people do you know that you can name right now are the good guys on Capitol Hill? Yeah. Democrats or Republicans, can you name one? Let's say Byron Donalds. Okay, that's one. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's two. Yeah. Matt Gates, that's three. Um, Jim Jordan, that's four. Uh, Paul Gosar, that's five. Uh, maybe that, Matt Gates. Uh, I said Matt Gates oh. and, and that, uh, that Tim from South Carolina. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, he, he's, he's good. How many, how many people... I told you before on, on your show. Rick Scott. Yeah, Rick, well, Rick Scott. But how many people, uh, I told you before, who's get, talk about Pfizer, who are the two biggest recipients of Pfizer money on Capitol Hill? Two, they're Republicans. Mitch McConnell is one, Kevin McCarthy is the yeah, other. Yeah, no question. Linda, I always appreciate you bringing these issues to, you know, you would have made a great prosecuting attorney. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. I, so I just, just pray that I don't get shot through the window. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He's also the author of 10 books, I believe, at this point. Uh, his latest, Beyond Flagpoles and Footprints, Pioneering the Space Frontier, a book that he co-authored with Buzz Aldrin. He also writes for Newsmax.com. His column is on point. Uh, professor, thank you so much for joining us. Bob, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure, indeed. Well, your latest column, uh, I'm really ex- uh, glad that you wrote this because uh, it's about Hunter Biden, of course, and it's Hunter's laptop. Bank records expose a deeply compromised presidency. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, of course, this has been in in the background of the news for a very long time, and uh, it's really no surprise Uh but the you know the information, the materials, the visuals, and and uh, emails and other materials on the Hunter's laptop that was discovered in this repair shop are really incredibly damning. Um, and of course, uh, it's one thing you know you can you know you can try to dismiss it. Well, it's it's the president's son. He's really not involved. He didn't know about it, uh, yada, 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 but Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that excuse is getting harder and harder. I'd say virtually impossible to, uh, to support anymore, particularly since it's not just a laptop. It's not just Bubaliski's testimony in Senate before the Senate letters partner and, and, uh, implicating, you know, uh, Joe's brother, Jim as well. And his, his sister as well as Hunter, but it's also bank records that uh, Senator Grassley uh, and Senator Ron Johnson have, have gotten now that corroborate everything. And and I understand there's a lot more information now that's being investigated in Switzerland because the people that have it are really afraid for their lives and literally. And uh, so it's this is really uh, worse than smarmy stuff. This is this is top grade criminal activity and you 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 then you think about you know it, it ties in and connects with with uh, Kazakhstan and with Ukraine and with Russia with China uh, and a president who is certainly very compromised at a time when we have such um, uh, difficult times dangerous times, China is moving closer and closer to to Russia and vice versa, and as is India. And we have this, we don't know what's going to happen in Ukraine and the Donbass region where things are concentrating now, the Black Sea port and so on. So it's, it's, it's a global issue. It's one that uh, has grave national security implications. It's more than a titillating uh, uh, stuff on the on, on Hunter's laptop. This is stuff that the State Department's known about for a very long time. You know, the, the Department of Justice and FBI sat on that laptop for for what a year and a half. Before, and you know, it was it was it was uh, 
uh, not disclosed. In fact, it was blocked by mainstream media after the uh, after the uh, Washington uh, uh, Post uh, uh, released it, yeah. and uh, it and and you know it very likely influenced the election in a significant way. The most recent election, so. This is very, very serious stuff, and I think uh, I think the horse is out of the barn. I think so. A couple thoughts on your uh, first of all, it's a shame that I think the American people have become so insulated or so uh, uh, sink, uh, cynical about this entire thing. They say, "Well, this is just politicians being politicians." I hope that's not the case, and we continue to pursue uh, criminal penalties for crimes that have been committed. But second of all, how how uh, how much has our policies towards Ukraine, Russia, China been influenced by the money that's gone to Hunter Biden, the wires that you've just uh, referenced, uh, with millions of dollars uh, going back and forth? How much influence has that had on what we do and what we say with regard to these major international issues? Well, we don't know. And, and one of the things is every time there's a concession to China or or to Russia and so on, there's going to be a growing suspicion that we, and it's untrusted, you know, that maybe there's some collusion behind it, maybe extortion behind it. And, and it, and there's this, whether it's true or not, whether, whether these, these course of, uh, uh, risk exists, the fact that this is, you know, this, that they're suspected is very, very difficult when you can't trust, you can't trust, you know, the, your highest office. You can't, you know, the, the media is totally without trust. The so-called deep state is deeper and darker than, you know, anyone could have imagined. And it's going to, you know, it's going to explode when I think the uh, Republicans take the House and like the Senate and all these committees change. You know, Nadler will be out of there and Adam Schiff will be out of the committee chairman and so on. And, and there's just a raft of of investigations that are going to occur, you know, following January. And, and, and they're, and, you know, they're well into collecting this information, but it's, it's the, it's the China virus and it's, it's the FBI's investigation of, of, uh, uh, parents going to school board meetings. And it's, you know, it's, uh, of course, you know, you know, the laptop issue and, and on and on and on. There's yep. so many issues now that have given the public great concern for whether we're a banana republic or whether democracy. And, uh, and, and I guess it's a wake-up call. It's well overdue, and maybe we should be grateful for it. Uh, absolutely, Professor. And I, I'll also say that uh, you know you expect a deliberative body like the House of Representatives or the Senate to take up these issues irrespective of the party relationship of Hunter Biden, whether he, his father is a Democrat or Republican, Crimes have been committed. They should be investigated to see if, in fact, uh, further action should be taken. But uh, it's a shame, quite frankly, and I think it's a it's a, a reflection on our society and how we operate that the, we have to wait for a change of guard in the in Congress in order to investigate these issues. And by the way, what happened to the Department of Justice and the uh, Attorney General too, and where he stands with this stuff? So. It's a sad deal indeed. Professor, uh, I just want to, uh, again, reference your latest book for our listeners, Beyond Flagpoles and Footprints, Pioneering the Space Frontier. Again, co-written and co-authored by uh, Buzz Aldrin. Professor, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And bye -bye. I always enjoy it. Thank you so much. My pleasure indeed. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly learned a lot today. It was fun. Uh, we have great guests for the Monday, Monday show, including Mark Schulman. Mark is the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com. Always appreciate his points of view. We don't agree necessarily on our politics, but he's extremely knowledgeable on what's happening in global affairs up to the minute. So we'll visit with Mark. We'll also visit with Larry Reed, endowed, I should say, uh, Larry is the president emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education, great organization. And Jim McTagg, former Barron's Washington bureau chief, will be joining us as well. He's uh, just come out with his latest book, uh, a murder mystery called No Problem. 
I appreciate your comments. I've been getting some emails that I really appreciate. So if you have any thoughts on the show, I'd love to hear them. Just send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. do want to remind you, too, that uh, I would just, if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends as well, uh, expanding the audience, which, of course, will help get the message out for our advertisers, which we really appreciate. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or a great weekend as well or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>